Welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman. How are you? What's your name? Who am I here here with? You're here with a hill hippie, buddy. The legendary hill hippie. Welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. And today we're going to really get into it. You got no audio over there. No audio in my head. I want to check your uh, your, uh, plug-in over there. uh, Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, Greetings, greetings, and weekends. I would say, what did you do this weekend? But you're trying to get that audio. You plugged in over there? Is the power strip on? Power power strip is on at this point. It's just the two of us in the room. What else do I need to hear? All right, fine. What do I need the headphones for? Well, what did you do this weekend? This weekend was the weekend of the turtle. Tell me about the turtle. It's turtles, actually. I uh, ran into a box turtle at this job site at work on Friday. And... Let me tell you, those little buggers are a lot faster than you think. I saw this guy sitting on the edge of this parking lot, and I'm going to this other building to try and get some work done, so I didn't have time to sit there and try and help him across, just praying that he wasn't going to get run over. I go into the building, realize I forgot something, so went back out. I was like, here's my opportunity. Little SOB had already gotten across the street and was in. Yep, we're good. And was uh, across the street and was in a good, safe area. But he was next to a curb. So I picked him up, put him on this little hillside, go into the other building, grab my tools, come back out. This guy had already made it up 30 yards of this hill. And a we're turtle. talking a, a turtle, a little box turtle. And, and this was a good 45-degree steep hill. This <laughs> guy did it in probably a minute and a half. He was chugging, huh? Yeah, he was chugging. And then on Sunday... One went to the sky. Oh, yeah? Well, poor EK, not knowing. It was no fault of his own. One was just chilling underneath of his car, and he had to take off to go somewhere. And uh, Like under a tire? Yeah. Well, that's Yeah, that's a dumbass reptile's fault. Yeah, it's it it pretty much a stupid turtle. Yeah. That's Darwinism, uh, <laughs> natural selection suppose, in pro- uh, action right there. I suppose so. Wow. Anything else this weekend? Nah. The weekend of the turtles. Well, uh, I work this weekend. That's usually what I do on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, we had a power outage last night, and uh, my phone wasn't charged when we lost power. Uh oh. Yeah, so I, I the battery died quickly. Um, I went to bed. The power is still out, so I just I plugged it into the wall, the phone into the wall, so it, it would charge while if it comes on while I was sleeping, mm-hmm. which it did. But I woke up this morning. I powered on my phone. I had twenty three missed text messages from Carrie. You know, Carrie Russell. Oh yeah. Uh, and so I'm checking the phone, I'm reading these messages and it starts out, you're like, Hey, what's up? Uh, what you up to? Uh, uh, you working on your podcast stuff? Uh, Hey, uh, you, why aren't you answering me? Are, are you, are you mad at me? Uh oh. Well, why are you mad at me? Is it that because I don't want to get into the details of our little dynamics, but right. she's in and she's like, eventually, like, the last message is, you're nobody. Nobody ignores me. <laughs> and stuff like that. And so the, I was just like, my, whoa. Clingy right, so, with an ego trip. And so I text her back. Just one text message. 
said power outage last night. Phone was uh, uh, wasn't charged. Sorry, I missed it. <laughs> Haven't heard back since. So that's pretty much the excitement of my weekend. Well, that's because you had to learn what it felt like to be ignored. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. Some people are just needy. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh. So that's that's our weekends. Shock Monkey Radio. Mic drops. Stop. Stop doing that. I mean, I keep hearing people like doing this, and it's insane. Every time I see one, I cringe. You know, mics are you know they're sensitive. They're you know, they're expensive. You know, I just, I would rather people just said mic drop and then put the microphone carefully away. But I feel it wouldn't have the same dramatic effect. True. I think a, a, a true mic drop is where you don't say mic drop and you just drop the mic. Well, that's what it's supposed to be. But if you say mic drop and then drop the mic, then you're just doubling up and there's no point because all you're doing is just damaging a microphone for no reason. Yeah. Because you already said mic drop. Well, I've, personally, I've only ever seen people, of course, I've only ever seen people do it on TV because I'm usually not at uh, the types of gatherings where people drop mics. But I've only ever seen them just drop it, never say mic drop and then drop it because apparently you're a moron if you have to tell people what they're doing or you think your audience you is so what stupid you, you have to that describe. they don't know what it was. You have to describe what, you what you're doing. Why you just drop the mic? What? Is it slippery? <laughs> Well, it's just that uh, EK and I, you know, known each other a while, and I used to help him with uh, his various DJ endeavors, and we'd go to, like, open mic nights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or karaoke or something like that. Good old karaoke. And uh, you get people doing that. Really? Yeah. Ugh. People will do it. And especially, like, an open mic night, and they're doing, like, a comedy set or something like that. And they're closing off, and they just, they'll say mic drop and then drop the mic, or just drop the mic. You know, and so by the end of the night, you got this beat up microphone. You know, it costs more than the gig he's getting paid for. Right. You know. See, if I've run a couple of karaoke shows in the past for friends of mine who had the gear and needed uh, somebody to run it because they were sick. I've never seen anybody do it, but I feel if you know, even if it was was mine, I'd see somebody drop it. I'd go straight up to the bartender, kick that some bitch out. <laughs> oh, you want to sing another song? Fuck off. I want $150 to replace the uh, the foam cover that I'm going to have to replace since you dropped the mic. Hopefully that's the only thing that got damaged. You ever see that video footage of Obama drop doing a mic drop? No, I have not. Okay. Uh, I think it was some, <clears throat> I think the correspondence dinner, I, that's what my gut says. There was, it was a correspondence din- dinner and he made a, a speech there. And he was speaking into a good microphone. But he had a shitty microphone hidden underneath the podium. So <laughs> after he finished what he was saying... And he was going to do a mic drop. He had the shitty microphone they pulled out and dropped the shitty mic. <laughs> and I was like, somebody said to the President of the United States, you don't want to drop the good mic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I understand you're president and all, but that's an expensive microphone in front of the president. We got this shitty one over here that we've used for mic drops. I mean, the thing wasn't even plugged in, <laughs> you know, when he did it. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, what's the point? Uh, a dramatic effect again. But you don't get that boom that yeah. resounds through the PA system. Yeah, it hurts everybody's ears. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Then you get the feedback if it lands the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Thank you for listening to me and what I have to say slash or sing. And here's a little bit of bleeding for your ears as the feedback comes through. <laughs> yeah. And then they get somebody that, that was better than what you sang. <laughs>
<laughs> they may or may not be right. Uh, too many open mics for me. Too many karaoke, I, I guess. Anyway, stop doing the mic drop. Just say it. Stop doing the mic drop. Yeah, as as somebody who speaks into microphones a lot, please stop doing that. Or every time you do, send me $500 and I'll keep replacing Yeah, I won't mind. Yeah. I won't mind. So, ghost rape. What, what, what? Ghost rape. I, I was thinking about something the other day. Uh, you, I was watching Ghostbusters because uh, every now and then you do, right? Of course. Uh, but there's a scene where Ray Stance was awakened. Uh, during It was during a montage scene. And it shows them sleeping in the uh, the little old firehouse that they were staying in. And then it does a dream sequence thing. And then all of a sudden, Dan Aykroyd is laying on this bed dressed like Napoleon. You know, and then this beautiful ghost appears above him and starts going for his pants, taking out. What was it implying? It was implying Ghost BJ, right? right? All right. His eyes crossed and everything. That implies Ghost BJ. Fellatio. Yeah. So um, I was thinking about that scene, and um, I didn't see any consent given. Did, did you see any consent given? He was a little disturbed. He was panicking, a little fearful, but Ray, the character of Ray in the movie, was... He's a little squeamish, a little reserved. He, he's a bit of a doormat. So he just kind of rolled with it. But halfway through it, he was kind of getting into it. Because yeah, he liked getting ghost raped? Uh, well, you know what? It might have started off as a rape, but then he was into it, and you can't rape the but willing. But let's be honest. Let's be honest. There was no clear express consent given. No, there was not. So that was technically rape. But his uh, discomfort and... Of wanting it, of it happening, ceased after. Would you take ghost... a ghost BJ? Dude, I'm single. I'll take any BJ I can get right now. I don't know. Anyway, I did a little research into this scene. Apparently, this was a part of a segment of a haunted fort. It was like a subplot in Ghostbusters that ended up on the cutting room floor. Huh. Yeah. Uh, and uh, in that segment. Uh, he, apparently, he found that old Napoleon jacket, and that's why he's wearing that thing, and he put it on. Okay. And then he fell, f- fell asleep in the bed, and then he had the dream of the ghost, and so forth. <laughs> However, they said, we have to cut this scene, and Dan Aykroyd fought to keep that clip in the movie. <laughs> okay, if all of that's got to go, we got to shoehorn this ghost BJ scene somewhere. And so they put it in this montage where it showed how busy they were. You know, they're busy, 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 working all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what the montage was. And so it... Uh, <laughs> all work and a little play. It's so I can imagine Dan Aykroyd in the editor's room. is like, can't we fit this in somewhere? Like right, maybe right there? Right. The, right near the end of this, they're working so hard montage? We need, we need a montage here just so my ghost blowjob can make it in. I, you don't know how hard I worked laying on that bread protesting and then getting into it i need another take here man but we have to thank mr Aykroyd for his uh behemoth fighting on behalf of that scene because not only is it a great scene it's a hell of a conversation it gave us something to talk about on the air (laughs) well plus the idea of getting a bj like you said as a single man it's like you take it you know you take an ectoplasm bj right but here's the thing remember how slimer was yeah. And he just ran into Bill Murray, ran through him, and all of a sudden there's all this goop all over him. 
That's actual physical contact, something that Dan Aykroyd says. Right. So do you suppose it's like post ghost BJ? He's covered in like ectoplasm. Uh, it would make for good lubricant, I guess. Naughty, I guess. But so, could you imagine trying to get that out of your pubes? Because you know, back in the eighties, they didn't manscape. Yeah, I guess. I wasn't manscaping in the eighties, but then again, I I only had pubic hair for the like that last part of the eighties. Yeah, barely. <laughs> I can't believe it. Uh, I don't know if you know about Dan Aykroyd these days. In what regards? Uh, his mental state? No, I'm not aware of how Dan Aykroyd's mental state is nowadays. Well, I mean, I guess we all kind of had clues. <laughs> that he wasn't right? He hung out with Chevy Chase. Well. Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, you could be a little nuts and... Still be an excellent comedian. Oh, I think it's required. I, I hope. I hope that that's that I'm. I'm that kind of formula. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I am is banking on this theory. But I mean, he he seriously. I mean, uh, the argument he made when trying to get keep that scene in the movie. Apparently, this is only what the research I've done. It. I don't know. Uh, apparently, he is because that there are people who report this kind of activity when it comes to ghosts and paranormal activities. They yeah. will claim to have had a sexual relationship with a ghost. And uh, I, I want to – those houses, if you find a haunted house that fucks the shit out of you, you know, mm-hmm. I would turn that into a bed and breakfast. <laughs> but then you have to – Depends on. It could be a good idea. It could be a bad idea. Come for the uh, come for the scenery. Stay for the ectoplasm blowjob. I mean, but what if the ghost decides it doesn't want to get a service? One of the people that stay. Let's say just some dirty, nasty, ugly person comes in, just hasn't washed their stank ass in a month, well, and the ghost doesn't do it. Do you have to give them their money back? Well, you you have to have some fine print saying that you know it's we don't control the ghosts. <laughs> So, uh, if so they you're going to pay us all this money, and you may or may not get a blowjob from a ghost. If you Dude, don't, there's yeah. nothing stopping us from opening that place right now. <laughs> you got a hell of a point. Five hundred dollars a night to stay at a <laughs> shitty ass hotel that looks like it might have a ghost in it because nobody's taking care of it in five hundred fucking years. Five hundred dollars a night, you might get a blowjob from a ghost, but it's in your contract that it may or may not happen. No, uh, yeah, because no refunds because we yeah. can't control the ghost. We don't actually employ the. Ghost. I have found my retirement fund. <laughs> I, this it's ideas like that that make me wonder if that's why fate has never given me large sums of money because I would do something like that. <laughs> you would find a way to scam other people out of their money. Uh, all of a sudden, you made me feel immoral for try actually wanting to do something like that. <laughs> that would be fun. Oh, I agree. I would hate myself for doing it, but I'd laugh my ass all the way to the bank. <laughs> okay. Here's the $10,000 from people who did not receive their blowjobs from the ghost this month. <laughs> but uh, what other sex acts do you suppose ghosts can do? If they can do one, do you think they can do them all? Well, one would think, and you'd, it would have to encompass the whole gamut because there have been male and female, stray and uh, straight and gay that have passed and are now in ectoplasm form, per se, I guess, depending on what version of afterlife you believe in. So one would believe that there could be fellatio, cunnilingus, 
missionary dog. Okay, okay. So, yes, if they can do one, they can do them all. 69. Please stop. <laughs> so, if they can do one, they can do them all. But what if they like it like specialty kind of stuff, like S&M, if you want to be tied up by a ghost? Oh, I was thinking of the Kama Sutra. What if we got ghosts from India? <laughs> Lotus position, baby. I wonder if like haunted houses in India would be higher priced than just well, regular Occidental. Well, you know, you theme the house here in, in India, put a Kama Sutra in each room, and just periodically before the guest comes in to stay, you open the book to a certain page. It makes it look like the ghost has been reading something, so they're expecting, ooh, resting <laughs> monkey. Uh, <laughs> just a little taste, you know, <laughs> what might happen tonight. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but remember, I don't want to do a racist Indian accent feel like it's bad but you still have to say you know hey we don't know for sure if the ghosts are going to screw you or not you know some of you are right. some nasty ass indian people <laughs> i mean seriously yeah there's nasty ass people of every culture of course <laughs> and so i've been coming here for years these ghosts have never fucked me once <laughs> but you still get a bed and breakfast right at your continental breakfast is only a cantaloupe and a half can, uh, glass of orange juice. That's if you have a really nice bed, old. if you have a really nice bed at the bed and breakfast, you know, you still wake up in the morning and say, hey, you know, you used to come down to breakfast and everyone's like, oh, I totally got blown last night. And everyone's saying that. And you're at least you can say, I got a really good night's sleep and I got woke up to breakfast. It's great. So I don't think you're being gypped if you don't get a ghost blowjob uh-huh. at a ghost blowjob bed and breakfast right that we just imaginarily but you were going to created. feel bad because then it brings up issues of self-esteem if everyone in the continental <laughs> breakfast room is talking about how good their ghost blowjobs were I and you didn't receive one well, what's wrong with me man i can't Why get, didn't a, I get a blowjob i can't get a blowjob from the living or the dead <laughs> there's truly nobody for me here yeah and then yeah and then you commit suicide and then all of a sudden you're working at a bed and breakfast and, you know, there's some guy, some girl saying, welcome the ghost, don't fuck me. <laughs> All of a sudden, you got standards, non-fucked ghost. Right. <laughs> wow. We can go down the rabbit hole, can't we? I think we already are. <laughs> All right. Well, one pill makes you smaller. One pill makes you bigger. Or is it drink me? Anyway, I'm drinking it. There you go. Drink me, eat me. Well, but we're talking about ghost blowjobs and eating out again. Damn you, Alice. What are you drinking? You got tea? I've got... What kind of tea is it? Some black tea with chocolate. Do you want to go into the Hill Hippies Garden while you talk about your tea or something like that? This is your your segment. What do you want to talk about, man? Sure. Well, I didn't get a chance to actually do any good research for this week. I've just been busy as all hell. But I will talk about what I wanted to talk about last week. Okay. I read this story about a guy in India. Him and his friends are traveling down the road. He sees this injured bear on the side of the road. So he and his friends get out of his car, and the guy tries to take a selfie with this injured bear. Oh, man. So what does the injured bear do? It's already hurt and pissed off. It starts mauling this guy, of course. What the fuck was this guy thinking, man? If you're going to take a selfie with a bear, prepare to become its dinner, especially if it's injured. What's worse? It's that Darwin Awards kind of thing you mentioned oh, earlier. Oh, yeah. it absolutely is. <laughs> and what's worse 
is his friends pulled out their phones and videotaped. I heard about this, and they didn't do anything. They just watched it. Nothing. They just watched their friend being mauled and eaten by this bear. There was a stray dog that this uh, article talks about. The stray dog tried to fight off the bear and couldn't. The stray dog had more balls than the people? More balls than his friends. Wow. Was Was he fixed, the dog? I don't know. Did he actually have balls? He may. Or he might have lost his testes. He might have been a eunuch. At that point, he had nothing else to lose. It's kind of messed up if your friends, if you're getting mauled by a bear, even no matter how stupid you are, that they just sit and take video. You know, that's the whole point of bringing up this story. It's not about, you know, if you see an injured wild animal, particularly one that's higher than you on the food chain, to leave it be. If you're that stupid, get eaten. You're going yeah. to die of natural selection anyway. That's Darwinism yeah. in action. But the lesson here is... Pick your friends better. If they're not going <laughs> to help you out in a situation where you could potentially die, they're just going to pull out their video, uh, their phones and take video of it, you've made poor choice in friends. So there's the lesson to take away from this garden. Grow a better seed of friends and not a bunch of jackasses the, that will videotape you becoming future bear poop. Just for a few more hits. <laughs> yeah. I want to be featured in an article on the newspaper. Maybe that's what we're doing wrong. Maybe we need to find somebody, find a dumbass friend, and let them get eaten by a bear. Well, I don't. Even if they're dumbasses and they should be removed from the gene pool, you know, you would think that even those people would be friends enough to protect each other because they know they're on the low end of the gene pool. You would think so. Hey, we're all we got, man. <laughs> Ghosts don't want to fuck me. People don't want to <laughs> fuck me. I can't get a blowjob from the ghost. <laughs> The the sh- all, oh, what's worse if it was a female? I can't even get eat, eaten by a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hell for that comment alone. <laughs> oh, I hope not. Oh. I mean, I would hate to like uh, get to the judgment. And then all of a sudden, it was like, well, you're going to hell. And it was like, why? And it was like, well, we have a 460-hour audio clip <laughs> of your podcast. And things that you've said to people. You want to sit here and listen to it? Or, or could we just speed this along? But the answer is, yes, I want to listen to it. Keep me out of hell that much longer. I've got well, eternity. Yeah, I will listen to it all. I'd be, I would say, don't we have eternity? <laughs> it's like, but people are in line behind you. And it's like, aren't you omnipotent? Yes. He's like, see, it's stuff like that. It's that, stuff like, like that. Yes. <laughs> Omnipotent and omnipresent. So you're how, here with how me. How many courts do you have? One? Yes. It's my fault <laughs> that everyone behind me in line is pissed off. Right. Can't you make a separate reality to judge every single soul? It's All that right. kind of smart-ass shit, Scott. It's that kind of smart-ass shit. That gets we don't you thrown need to out. listen to the podcast anymore. That right there is enough. Goodbye. <laughs> you are the weakest link. Also, I would hope to have, like, no matter how I get judged, I would love to have a highlight reel. When I get to heaven, like right at the end of the judgment is like, but since our Lord and Savior loves you so much, we made this fantastic highlight reel. And there it is. this goofy music. And it's me getting my head stuck in the in, in the stairs. And it's me falling on the ice skates. You know, it's all sorts of crazy, embarrassing stuff that happens to every single one of us. Right. Just a little, you know, like post credit scene for like. The best of Scott's life, you know, the funniest moments. We don't want to send you to hell feeling like complete <laughs> shit. So here's a couple of things to put a smile on your face as you're preparing to roast your nuts 
in a fire for all of eternity. And the first thing Satan says to you, how'd you like that last bit at the end? I talked to God. I, I've had him put that in. I just you want people to have, you know, just a little sending off. I want to make it a little, give it a little personal touch. <laughs> before, before we go to the next part, which is uh, we're going to send you up to Earth and start fucking people in bed and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and it has to be the ugly people, you know. The ghosts at other places, like they've had complaints at the, at the bed and breakfast saying the ugly people don't get ghost BJs. So so it's those who come to hell have to uh, service the uglos. <laughs> oh, the afterlife sounds fun. Ah, yes. <laughs> Blow jobs and highlight yeah. reels. But I feel that by the Lord's God's idea based on Christianity, idea of my highlight reel would be completely different than what my idea of my hi- uh, highlight reel would be. But I mean, it's God. He would know like who to who who to get to edit. Yeah, but again, if in a way my, that my highlight reel would include what some of the things that he would consider a sin, is he going to show that to me as part of? Okay, here's something that's a highlight. In him, it's a black mark. Well, even if you're, I think if even if you're committing a sin and it's hilarious, you know, uh, kind of like kind of make... like the ridiculous faces people make when they're fucking. Exactly. All right. Exactly, and there could be like a whole montage in your highlight reel of your cum face. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh look at that old face. That was great. God says, you know, yeah, I really took some time to design that one. <laughs> you don't know how hard it was to I twist worked. your eyeball in that position to where you can almost see your own shoulder with your uh, right shoulder with your head cocked to your left. <laughs> but you just had to eat meat on a Friday. <laughs> Loaves and fishes. Loaves and fishes. But like I said, I hope that God doesn't judge people over nonsense like that. <laughs> You want to talk about neckties? I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I do not wear them. Yeah. Um, I do not own them. I had to wear them at certain times in my life. And I I always found, found it to be, be the most pointless pointless thing ever. I mean, it's basically a noose around your neck. Unless you're oh, smart yeah. and you get what breakaway ties. I mean, that's a smart thing to do. And then, well, you were talking about a clip-on? Because everyone knows you're wearing a clip-on. Yeah, that's a clip-on or a breakaway. There are breakaway ties. That See, that's how little I know about neckties. But uh, I think they're dick symbols. They are phallically shaped. That's what I mean. It's, uh, just, lip it's like the hang down. It's got the, it's got the hang down coming from your throat. It's a noose, but it's your hang down. All right. How's it hanging? And uh, people, you can see. And people will discuss their ties, the length, the girth, the coloration. Yeah the the length of their dicks, the, the girth of their dicks. Did, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I meant neckties. <laughs> My mistake. <laughs> That you know they'll discuss that all the time, and this this thing this phallic symbol is around their neck, like a noose, and close to the mouth. Like what is our that penis is that? A, does that mean that our penis controls us? Well, we know this. Yes. All right, fair point. Um. Um. Also, they people discuss the knots. You know, half Windsor, double Windsor, full Windsor. Right. And and it's. It's a phallic symbol. Yes. It's like, and it's these. It's like how puritanical is your knot? You know, in your phallic symbol noose. It is perfect. The knot is like the bush. How nice and neat and in everything in order in place is your bush? I mean, your no, uh, your noose. I mean, your knot. Are we talking about neckties? Yeah, <laughs> I'm wondering. <laughs> so, I mean, do you, do you know? I mean, do you know like anything about the origins of neckties? Because no. 
Because I always thought they were stupid. Yeah. You know? I know that, like, there was a time when, like, people were always, like, being in public without a jacket on. People would look down upon you. Right. <laughs> He's just, what? He, what they, what's the word they British use? Shirt sleeves. He's just out there in his shirt sleeves. <laughs> how, how uncouth. <laughs> He's not even wearing a jacket. And hats. Oh, yes. Hats were very important. If you're not wearing a hat, people said something to you. They'd be like, why aren't you wearing a hat? I was like, shit, I didn't know I was supposed to. Because I still got all of my hair. <laughs> you watch an old video from, like, 1900s, any major city. It's like, everyone's wearing a goddamn hat. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? Well, even, even in Back to the Future 3, when he runs <laughs> it, he's like, why, how'd you come out here without boots and a hat? He's, like, already commenting on his attire. Right. I mean, I understand he looks like he's from a different time and he has weird clothes on. And it's like, but you don't have a friggin' hat? Hell, I've got an extra hat. I'll give you a hat, which is what happens. Well, th- the hat in that aspect, I can completely understand because the sun. There was yeah, yeah there was no such thing as sunglasses. Right. You needed that to protect your neck, which is thus the phrase "redneck" come from for people working in the fields, not even if they had hats on, bent over, working in the fields. The backs of the necks uh, got red from the sun, thus rednecks. So the hat was very important, especially the wide-brimmed hat. Now, when you get into the metropolitan areas where you had the ridiculous top hats with the tiny brims, they didn't yeah. really serve us so well. Those were more of a peacocking fashion, thing. Yeah, fa- fashion statement. Fashion statement. So I don't get it, neckties. That's why I don't like wearing them. I'm, the only place I really had to wear them was in the Navy. I had a uniform that had a necktie. And... uh what was up? You know, all the uncomfortable events in life. Okay. Wedding, weddings, funerals. The I get people out of, say you wear, wear I have a tie. I've never worn a necktie to a funeral. I've honestly, besides when I was a kid and had to, uh, was wearing clip-ons, I've never worn a real tie. I bought a suit when my grandmother passed away when I was 18. My dad was so pissed off at me because I bought a shirt for this suit that was a collarless shirt. And there was a, just a little like got black around, yeah. knob on there that kind of acted like a as got a around the tie posual, and it took the place of the tie. No collar. Oh, uh, after the funeral, that man rode me up one side and down the other. Boy, that was the stupidest money you ever spent. Why? Because you didn't have a penis choking your de- in your neck. Right. You need somebody. You need. You're not a man because you don't have a penis showing in everybody. You aren't flashing your penis at a funeral. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was my grandmother's pallbearer. I didn't want my penis hanging out. Are so, we talking about neckties? Yes, oh. we are talking about neckties. <laughs> but that's my point. That is the point. <sighs> all right, we kind of breeze through these these topics I had pointed. So all I really have left is the news worth knowing. You have anything else you want to say, Hill Hippie? At uh, this point, no, I'm still getting over the ghost blowjobs and the, the necktie penises. Well, you know, this is just what it's like in my mind. You know, I'll go wander down these rabbit holes trying to find my way deeper. You just follow the, follow the slant down. Oh, of course. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're in the lower realm, talking to trees and talking to rabbits and talking to foxes. And hookah-smoking caterpillars. I kept looking for that son of a bitch because I hear he's got the best smoke. He keeps eluding me. You know, uh, <laughs> speaking of worms you meet in strange places. Are we talking about penises again? No. No, absolutely not. Are you sure? Yes. All right. Um, at, like the beginning part of that movie, Labyrinth, 
one of my favorite characters in that movie is that little tiny worm. The inchworm on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he is my favorite character because he's just a smartass, you know, just this British smartass. Yeah. No, I said hello, but it's close enough. Right. <laughs> Did you say hello? No, I said hello, <laughs> but that's close enough. And so, I'm not so sure he was being a smartass or is just like pandering to somebody he considered was the lower common denominator. Right. <laughs> said, oh, she's obviously American. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, uh, <clears throat> but, you know, she explains, I got to get to the castle. And I got, no, I got to get to save my, my brother. And, uh, and, she, and she's like, well, I can't really do it. Or she changes her mind. She's like, well, come inside, meet the missus. Like, that was a practicality. Right. You know, like, yeah. And I wonder, was it a practicality in Labyrinth? If he's, if she said yes, would she shrink down to inchworm size and go have tea with him and, the, his, him, him and his missus? It's a possibility. It's a very good possibility. He brings out a little crumpet. She shrinks down in size. What do worms eat? Poo? Some do. What would they serve? Uh, that would be what would be c- compared to us at, at Poo Chocolate Eclair? A, claw, a Poo Claw? Well, even though, yeah, I, I think it was a good decision not to go in. Don't hang out with worms, you know? Don't eat anything anyway. Don't eat anything. Because worms drink water, so yeah, it's okay. And some worms eat leaves. Come inside, have a cup of tea. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go that way. Oh, thanks. If she'd have gone that way, she'd have went straight to that castle. The inchworm fucked her, man. (laughs) Uh, He had had no idea what her intention was. She wasn't clear about her intentions, so. True. (laughs) I mean, it's the same with the helping hands. It's like, that girl made the worst decisions all the way. Yeah. Since I pointed that way anyway, I guess I'll keep going down. It's like, you're an idiot. He said down. <laughs> I don't know. The the scene with the locks, or the door knockers, that was pretty good. I think she spent all of her intelligence in that one scene. Yeah, you're right. It was a riddle. The only thing she like proactively did, mm-hmm. did or did well right. in that movie. It's like um, the, the only uh, comparison, the only person who did less in a movie is, Bill, is uh, the Big Lebowski. Indiana Jones? No, he did stuff. He actually did stuff. He played no part in the fucking uh, plot of the story. If he hadn't been there, Which the one? same Which uh, one? the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. If he hadn't been there, what? The same thing would have happened. If he hadn't been in the movie in any way, shape, or form, the Nazis still would have found the Ark, they still would have opened it, and they still would have all died. But he did ensure that the Americans got a hold of it. That's the only thing. All right. Maybe. But the Americans still could have come along and found it without him. But what I mean is that Indiana Jones is proactively trying to participate in events. He's trying. The only person who does less is Jeffrey Lebowski, the dude. Right. All right. The, I think there's only like one or two things he did proactively in the movie. Bold. Right? He tried to bar his door by hammering that board to his door and he placed a chair but he neglected to remember that the door opens outward and so it does nothing to prevent people from getting in his place right that's one proactive thing he did he did the second thing that i remember is um when jackie treehorn he got a phone call and he's like i'll be right back and he ran walked because he wrote something on a pad and walked in the other room mm-hmm. when he did that the dude jumped up went over to the pad and started scribbling on the pad using the side of a pencil to get the impressions 
of what he just wrote, but what he found was a drawing of a dude with a gigantic penis. Yeah. Back to penis. And that's all I could think of. The only proactive thing he did is those two things. That's a hero of a movie does. It needs to do less than Bill, uh, Jeffrey Lebowski for to impress me. Because I wasn't pretty impressed by how little he did in the, the Big Lebowski. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I think we need to title this the penis episode because we keep bringing up penises. You keep bringing them up. Anyway, uh, let's go into the news worth knowing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm changing the subject. All right. All right. Trump supporter attacked at Cheesecake Factory over Make America Great Again hat from a report. The Cheesecake Factory is investigating an incident in one of its Miami locations after a black customer claims he was verbally attacked by staff of over his Make America Great Again, the Daily Wire reports. Eugenia Joseph, 22, was reportedly dining with his girlfriend's family at the Dadeland Mall uh, location of the restaurant on Mother's Day. On Mother's Day. Oh. His MAGA hat allegedly drew the attention of a female staff member who gathered her co-workers to confront him. A witness told the site. The witness further claimed uh, about a dozen of those employees circled his table pointing fingers. This is a quote, the source, from the source. Nothing other than that is the source. Mm. So then all the employees started standing standing there, saying things out loud like, I'm going to knock his head in so hard the hat's going to come off. Other witnesses uh, for the Daily Wire said some employees used the N-word to reference in reference to Joseph when speaking among themselves, while another brandished his fist. Joseph told the Daily Wire that one of the employees stood behind him, bawling his fist, smacking his fist, trying to scare me. At one point, Joseph says uh, claims he and his girlfriend got up to use the restroom, and upon exiting were greeted by the employees who were clapping, yelling, and just screaming things at me. The kitchen staff also allegedly booed him as he walked by. Joseph and his girlfriend's family eventually left the restaurant only to run into police waiting outside. It is unclear who called the police to the restaurant. Witnesses say the officer did not file any charges uh, against the restaurant or the employees. A Cheesecake Factory has since released a statement regarding the incident. No guest should ever feel unwelcomed in one of our restaurants, and we are taking this matter very seriously. Reads a statement obtained by Fox News. Upon... Learning of this incident, we immediately apologize to the guests in person. The individual involved in the incident, individuals involved in the incident, have been suspended pending the result of investigation. <laughs> so, what do you think about that, man? <sighs> you think it matters that he was black? No. Really? Well, race shouldn't matter anyway. Period. I agree, but it does. To some people. It does to some people. And the fact that they allegedly, because I don't know whether they did or didn't, but the story claims that they used a racist derogatory term in reference to this gentleman during the incident when talking to themselves just shows how stupid these individuals are in the first place without the fact that they decided to not only – what it sounds like from what I'm getting from the story that you've told me, they weren't – Attacking him. They were shaming him. And not even shaming him for the right reason. They were sh- uh, in the right way. You, you're allowed to say, you know what, I disagree with your choice of Trump. Trump is a bad president. It's reasons why – your people like you are the reason why he got elected. Okay, you're just uh, expressing your political opinion. 
But to sit there and threaten violence on somebody for showing the choice that his make, showing his free speech, that's not okay. That's not okay at all. I agree. People shouldn't be shamed for having a political opinion. Um, the only the only reason I bring up the race issue is because I have known conservatives who happen to be black, mm-hmm. and they have told me that other black people will get mad at them, right? For having conservative views or supporting conservative candidates, and uh, apparently that's fairly common because you know this is like why you why you backing Republicans? You know, Republicans is the the party of racism. Right. It's like, well, if you're Democrats and you're racist, then <laughs> yeah, know, if, you know, fair being fair, you know. <laughs> it's they're just once again people trying to put everybody else in a neat little box, as if we human beings come classified yeah. and stamped as if shipped from a fucking Amazon warehouse. You are white. You were raised uh, upper middle class. You are therefore you must be a Republican, must be conservative, and you are in everyone's minds a racist. It's it, they take that black, yeah. white, Indian, Asian, and just everyone's got their own little box, man. All right. And people don't fit in boxes. That's all there is to it. I know. I've tried. <laughs> you need a big box, or you got to chop them up. I, I, I I'm a fan of small, tight boxes. <laughs> Especially if it's a ghost box. Uh-huh. <laughs> Callbacks. Anyway, uh. They're, they're just a bunch of idiots that work at a restaurant. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever worked at a restaurant, you know, I they're, have. You know they're a bunch of idiots. I so. That's why I was their manager and, and I, pulled yeah. the uh, strings on my little puppets. That's why I hope that all these people get fired because... I agree. And, what? you know, what is what, there's a term for what happened. Uh, and I'm drawing a complete blank on what it is, but where... It took somebody to start all these individuals going after this yeah. one gentleman. That's what happened. Is the waitress came is like pissed off about it, and then she stirred up like her other coworkers who probably aligned with her ideologically, mm-hmm. or possibly mm-hmm. even the same race as her. Possibly. All right, and they're using the N word to describe this pe- person, but nobody else is saying anything about why they're using the N word. You know, and so it kind of think that maybe she rallied, perhaps. Most of the black staff. Maybe. For this. Maybe. This is the only reason I bring up race. And that's the point you made about uh, how black conservatives that you know have received flack from other members of their nationality, or probably not the right term. Race. For race, for being, uh, having conservative views. Yeah. So that's just, when I read that article, that was where my mind went. That may, may make me a racist. So be it. I'm a human being. I'm fallible. Accept it. We are. You want to talk about this dude's abs? I mean, a 13, uh, 12-foot hammerhead shark? All of a sudden, no. (laughs) All right. Shark Wrangler catches a 12-foot hammerhead off a Florida beach and gets more attention for his abs. Shark Wrangler caught social media users' attention uh, this week when a photo photo emerged of him with a 12-foot hammerhead shark on a Florida beach, but the fish wasn't the only star of the image. Elliot Sudal was in Sanibel over the weekend and caught two hammerhead sharks, one measuring up to 12 feet. Uh, Sanibel Captiva Islander posted. Uh, they, they posted photos of him with a massive catch on Monday and said the sharks were quickly tagged for research data and safely released back in the ocean. So he does this like on the reg. 
Right on. You better have nice abs if you're chasing down sharks. That, that, mm, look at the size of that fish. And the shark's pretty big, too. All right, here's a quote. It's the biggest thing you could possibly catch off of that beach, Sudal told Wink News. I mean, these things are strong. They're good fighters. you got to have big reels, big hooks. It's exciting. Obviously, it's a, it's a freaking shark, and you're catching right. it. Anyway, the post received more than 570 reactions and nearly 200 comments, with many users saying they didn't even notice the shark because of Sudal's physique, which is on full display of the pictures. Who's looking at the shark here? One of the women questioned, referencing Sudal and the main attra- as the main attraction of the pictures. Another woman followed up with a comment, I didn't even notice the shark in the pic. Anyone else? <laughs> Another quote. I'm not sure. What's more impressive, the shark or that guy's abs? <laughs> On a side note, uh, all these commenters, I would like them to put in their wills that when they pass on, their family is to let us know that way we can invite their ghosts to our B&B to service our guests. We're going we're gonna to need a really good lawyer. Uh, he's a, yeah, he's a shark wrangler. This is what he does professionally. He works for, uh, the National Oceanographic, I'm sorry, Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. He's been a shark hunter for four years. He has caught and released more than 500 sharks. Nice. According to Wink News. So here's the point. Is this dude catches sharks on a regular basis, but the abs. The point is this. People are horny. People are shallow. What should be more sexy in that picture? His abs or the fact that he wrestles sharks? I mean, it's. I think it's obvious, an obvious choice to me. And well, yeah, I'm not attracted to dudes' abs, so it, for me, it's definitely the fact that he uh, captures these sharks. But I've seen people that. Uh, or is it like an, a perk? He has abs like that, and he wrestles sharks. <laughs> he, uh, or it could be the other way around. He wrestles sharks, and he's got nice abs. Well, here's what I mean, you know. If, God forbid, one day I have nice abs, all right, um, and I pull them out in front of a girl, and she's like, ooh, those look really good. And I was like, the first thing I'm saying afterwards, and I wrestle sharks. <laughs> Boom. Instant moist, right? Instant moisture. <laughs> you use the word moist. <laughs> Instant moist. But I've seen people. Uh, That's shark- how you follow that up. You pull out the abs. Right. And I wrestle sharks. And I wrestle sharks. <laughs> But I've seen people who uh, go shark fishing from kayaks. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Depends on the size of the shark, though. But if you're being impressed by the fact that this guy is catching sharks from a beach, you know what's more impressive? Catching one from a fucking kayak on the ocean. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. I, Did that, that, yeah, I think some in Polynesia somewhere, a lot of tribes do that, right? I think so. Yeah. From canoes some and stuff tribes, like that. Yeah. But the kayaks are notably more unstable. Than canoes because they've got a slimmer profile. I was profile. in the navy. I know. <laughs> oh yes, I know. But I don't. Do they station you on a lot of kayaks in the navy? Uh, no, but you start to understand the, how boats work. Fair enough. All right. You look, and after a while, I was like, okay, I understand this boat isn't rocking a whole lot because it's huge, mm-hmm. and so you don't don't really have to worry about where the center line is. The smaller the boat gets, the more you got to be worried about the center line. And when you look at any Navy guy looks at the kayak and says, that is a thing that's just going to spin in the water, you mm-hmm. lean the wrong way. So, no, I don't now like kayaks. Imagine sitting on that with a yeah. just a, just a six-foot shark yeah. on the end of your line. <laughs> yeah, I would. I mean, I've tipped flat-bottom boats. 
<laughs> All right. Were you drunk? No. Oh, okay. I was 100% sober. That makes it a little more impressive and sad at the same time. All right, let's move on to the next story. we got about 13 minutes left. All right. Man stripped naked because Burger King was closed. An intoxicated Illinois man became enraged by Burger King's hours and stripped off his clothes in the street before striking a cop a few times, please. Where said. in Illinois? Plainfield, Illinois. Oh, God. All right. Manuel Sil- Silverio. Silverio? Yeah. Had tried to be tried to patron the hamburger chain uh, at around two in the morning on Sunday, according to the fast food webs uh, fast food restaurants website. It closes at twelve. Quote: He was visit, visibly upset. The business was closed and was banging on the drive-through, screaming at the employees inside. Uh, Deputy Police Chief Eric Allen said to the Herald News he was heavily intoxicated. Officers were called around two fifteen to the chain in Shorewood, Illinois, but employees complained by employees complaining about the drunk and violent man. When officers arrived, he hit the window again before he, quote, proceeded to strip naked, and then he put his pants back on, Allen said to the Herald News. After determining no property had been damaged and no one was injured, the police contacted one of uh, his relatives to pick him up. And, however, the police sergeant tried to help the man put his shirt back on, but he hit him. Sil- Silverio hit him. Uh-oh. Yeah. That then you're getting arrested. The officers handcuffed Silverio and sat him down on the curb to calm him down. Uh, Allen confirmed to the media outlet. Once he calmed down, they took off the handcuffs. Then he reportedly hit the officer in the face again. <laughs> they just wanted the chest, to go to jail. Hit him two more times. Yeah, I guess he did. Uh, he was arrested, charged with public indecency, uh, resisting an officer, and aggravated battery. Scheduled to appear on Monday for his bond hearing. I think PCP was involved. Uh, you know what? No matter what happened, whether the store was open or not, he was getting his hands on a Whopper. <laughs> I understand. Whoppers are delicious. I get it. But if they're closed, they're closed, buddy. Yeah, I mean, we did a story like a couple of years back about a guy who broke into a Five Guys and cooked his own burger and left. You know, I mean, I get it. I've been there at three in the morning and say, God damn, I want a Five Guys burger. God damn, I want a Whopper. I've been there. <laughs> I understand. It's just I'd never do something that crazy. Well, motherfuckers, just take your ass to Denny's. <laughs> yeah, you can't get a you can't get a Five Guys burger at Denny's. No, you can't but get you a can Whopper get, at Denny's. But you can get a Moons over Miami, and you forget all about it. Unless you're looking for a Fuddruckers burger, which you know that's oh, kind of hard to get over. Yeah, God, I miss Fuddruckers. There, I just saw one just the other day. It was somewhere up in Maryland. Yeah, well, you were up in Maryland. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we don't have one here. All right, uh, next story. Twitter praises coffee shop for refusing to serve man making Islamophobic comments to a Muslim woman. All right, there was a video associated with this, but I'm not going to play it. I'm just going to read the article. A coffee chain in California is being praised on social media for its response to a man making Islamophobic comments to a woman wearing a headscarf. The altercation reportedly took place at the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf on Friday when a man made a racist remark to a Muslim woman standing behind him in line. The video, in a video recording the incident, which was posted on Twitter by journalist C.J. Whirlman, the Muslim woman asked the man what he said. Quote, I said, is this Halloween or something? The man repeated. The woman asked him why he would say that, to which he responds, why do you think I would say that? Uh, she asked him if she knows she is Muslim and if he had a problem with that. I don't like it. That's why. I don't like your religion. It says to kill me and I don't want to be killed. How's that? He responds in the video. Yeah, it was a heated back and forth, and she asked him if he ever read the Quran, and he said he read enough of it. Uh, they continued to yell at each other, and um, as the man moves away, he's saying he doesn't want to talk anymore. And the woman, 
uh, paraphrases what seems to be Luke nineteen twenty seven from the Bible, which is you know uh, you should put unbelievers to the sword. And I think this is an excellent point that this Muslim woman was trying to make. It's like yes, even in the Christian Bible, because she asked him if he was, he was a Christian. He said yeah, and he said well, there's stuff in the Bible that says you should put the people who don't believe to the sword. And this is an excellent point she is making, and a lot of Christians choose to ignore that kind of mm-hmm. archaic BS. Right. And so there are a lot of Muslims who also put away that archaic BS in their own religion. Of course. So this is why I think this this story stood out to me. All right. Uh, anyway, um, the coffee shop asked the man to leave. All right, and she asks the supervisor, why are you not serving him? And the supervisor says, because he is being disruptive in a public place and being very racist. Uh, anyway, the super action, supervisor's actions are now being hailed on Twitter, as well they should be. Yes. And so, um, every now and then, Americans live up to the hype that they make for mm-hmm. themselves. And I'm just, I'm really proud of these people for... Doing the right thing. Yeah. I mean, it's different. It's not like shaming somebody for wearing a Make America Great Again hat. Right. All right. If somebody is clearly wrong in a situation like that, mm-hmm. the, the customer spoke up. I mean, there are people yelling at him, get your racist ass out of here. Right. You know? And, uh, but it's, it's not attacking somebody. No. Because after all, what we're talking about is somebody was attacking somebody for somebody for something on their head. Again, more headgear. Yeah, more headgear. Whether it's a you know Trump support part of hat. your religion or a Trump supporting hat, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> you know. So the freedom of I, speech that we have allows the jackasses like that to make their comments. And thank God, it also allows people like the manager of this store and the patrons inside it to try to correct jackasses like this individual when they make. Uh, their opinions known and how stupid and racist they actually are. And well, that's why I love right you. to refuse service to anyone in a restaurant, I can, I believe in that 100% because yeah. it gives that restaurant the ability in this situation is like, no, you are wrong. Go in your corner and think about what you did. <laughs> you do not get your coffee, sir. Fine, I'll go to Starbucks. You go to Star... Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think this is probably the funniest story. When I was reading these stories earlier, this is the one you laughed at. All right. Sexuality educator mocked for saying parents should ask babies for consent to change their diapers. How fucking stupid can you get? Let me read the article. An author and educator is being ridiculed after saying parents should ask babies for consent before a diaper change and watch for a response to their body language. Deanne Carson said in a segment on Australian Broadcasting Corporation that families could set up a culture of consent in the home by asking newborns, I'm going to change your nappy now. Is that okay? Excuse me. The CEO of Youth Relationship Service Body Safety Australia added, of course, a baby's not going to respond. Yes, mom, that's awesome. I would love to have my nappy changed. (laughs) But if you leave a space and you wait for body language and wait to make eye contact, then you're letting the child know. That their response matters. I don't. I don't think I need to read any more of this article. What do no. you think? What do you think of it? 
the fact that it's pure rubbish and stupid. And, yo, I'm going to wait on my child to answer this three years later when the child learns to speak. And the diapers and, are huge. And it's nasty. They've got rash and mold and just... Rats living near the yeah, baby. Yeah, constantly. I mean, just to be within 10 feet of this child would be to require a hazmat suit. That's not good parenting, people. You know what? <laughs> Part of childhood was not uh, was doing things you didn't want to do. Why? Because your parents told you to. Why? Because it was good for you. It made you a better person. It made you stay cleaner. It made you stay healthier. You might not have understood it, but by golly, you had to fucking do it. You know what? If you shit your pants, it needs cleaned. I don't care if you want it cleaned or not. You're out, like, kids out and playing. Let's say like a two year old is out playing and they poop in their diaper. Are they going to want to stop and say no? I May I clean your diaper? No, I'm playing. Okay, well, you go play. No, no you take that kid inside. You clean his butt. And <laughs> like send him an back adult, out, yeah. Right, like an adult. And send him back out to play properly. Not to run around, especially if he's got a play well, date, yeah. quote-unquote, over, and playing around with friends. Yeah, well, yeah. I didn't get consent. Right. I, tr- I tried to change little Donnie's diaper, but he said no. He's going to get so sick. Yes. That's especially just- if... If you set that kind of culture up in your house where he can say no, and then all of a sudden there's, I don't have consent. You right. Know, kid figures that out. It's like a, it's, it's a pain in the ass getting, you know, my diaper changed. Right. I don't give a shit. You've just <laughs> Oop, given, I just gave another one. You've just given control of your household to your child. Yep, uh, nope. I've got poop in my diaper. They're going to reach in there, pull it out and start smearing it on the walls. <laughs> I, oh, can we change your button out? Nope. That's where all my play stuff is. You can't under, you can't ask for consent from someone who doesn't understand language. No. It's like asking for c- consent. Like, for example, if you like fucking horses. I don't. I don't. Horses are evil. But there are people who like doing stuff like that in this world. Sorry to break it to you. I'm worried about you. Don't worry about me. I don't know. I'm not into animals. The uh, No, but the fact that you went straight to fucking horses. But here's the point. That could lead to the point where it's like, I got consent from the horse. I trained him to like nod his head. Is it okay if I do this? And you train the horse. It's like one one for yes, two for no. You know? <laughs> then all of a sudden, it's legal if you get consent from the horse. <laughs> Why are you laughing so hard? Because you can train the horse to take it because... Yeah, it'll say yes because you give it a whole ship, uh, a whole bucket of apples. Afterwards, after you fuck the horse, you give it a whole bucket of apples. May we have sex? You understand my point now? Is that truly consent? No, it's manipulation. Oh, really? I'm waiting for my baby to just nod or something. Right. He understands the social conventions of nodding. You could take that uh, that whole sentiment in the completely wrong direction, and a raper could say, "I got consent from the woman. I was holding her down, but I looked in her eyes, and I saw in her eyes she was actually she saying wanted, yes. yes." Her eyes went up and down. Yes, that, which is a yeah, it, you know, up and down is a cons- uh, universal sign for yes. So therefore, I, I'm I'm scot free. I got my consent. <laughs> oh, Asking this is a child for permission to, to change, change their diaper. And this is why most adults that are in our society today are just children themselves in large bodies. Yeah. Let's see. We got about a one minute left. I want to talk about this one story because you actually I need to see the video of it. Uh, caught on camera, Nebraska police nab a teen who was trying to swipe a cat. Nebraska police said they have nabbed a young woman on, who is seen on surveillance camp footage trying to swipe an eight-year-old cat from a house porch. 
So basically, this is what happens on the video. The teen comes up to the porch, and the, pat, the cat's just sitting there on the edge of the porch, right at the top of the stairs. And it's apprehensive at first. The, the person uh, takes, you know, puts their hand out, and the cat gets close enough. They snatch the cat and start running towards the road. And in the background, you see a car being driven down the road, and it stops. So this is a two-person job for to steal yes. a cat. All right? Got the, stops. Got the getaway driver. Yeah. But right before the, the person, I think it's a girl, opens the door to the car, the cat kicked free of her grasp. <laughs> and so they just gave up and ran off down the road. It, and it, then the cat it, just wanders back to its spot all strutting. Like, just, yeah, they tried to take me away from here. This is my spot. <laughs> Sat right back down. It's great. It's a great video. Just another proof to the point that you can't take the pussy if it doesn't want to be gotten. <laughs> Fair enough. Need that consent. Need that consent. Need that consent. <laughs> <laughs> the cat gave no consent. Callbacks. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing it all day. We're pretty good at it. Yes, we are. Oh, boy. Anyway, we were just uh, 24 seconds over. We are Shock Monkey Radio. Uh, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Tell your friends to uh, check out this show because I think it's pretty funny at times. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Just tell your friends, hey, there's these two complete jackasses <laughs> talking about complete nonsense and pe- a lot of penises, especially <laughs> in this episode. J- you check keep out. bringing it up. Uh, dude, it, it's, uh, at least I'm good at bringing up my own penis. I'm just going <laughs> to leave it at that. Anyway, oh. there's these two jackasses on the internet talking about stupid shit. It, they may be funny. They might you might think they're garbage, but at least check them out. Yeah, because so so we're Shock Monkey Radio, and um, I'm the Madman Lowercase. You can find me on YouTube. Search the Madman Lowercase. Um, I am the Hill Hippie. I will be on uh, YouTube and other social media platforms soon. Alrighty, I'm the Madman. I love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>